0: Don't let distractions keep you from receiving all God has for you, healing and wholeness. Today on the Believer's Voice of Victory, Kenneth Copeland teaches us how to stay focused on God's promises and be fully persuaded in faith. We're tracking Jesus. Isn't this fun? Just follow him in his ministry. and We found out that home is Capernaum is home. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. We've talked about, um, well, we've talked about a number of things, the woman with the issue of blood and, and the, the leper and so forth. Let's, um, let's go to Matthew. Um, well, you know, Yogi Berra said, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. <laughs> well, I'm at a fork in the road and I don't know which way to go. <laughs> So pray with me here a moment. Don't just sit there, help me, okay? <laughs> Lord, thank you. Yes, praise God. Should I do that one and, or that one or, or that one? Praise God, thank you. All right, I got it. Matthew chapter nine, again. And um verse one, he entered into a ship and passed over and came into his own city, which is Capernaum. Capernaum. He went back home again. <laughs> Amen. Behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. Behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemes. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore, think ye evil in your heart, for whether it's easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, then saith he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up your bed, and go unto thine house. He arose and departed to his house. All right. Now Mark chapter two. Now here we he said, Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins. Be forgiven thee. Okay. Now then, uh, Mark two. And again he entered into Capernaum after some days. It was noised that he was in the house this happened in his house. Amen. 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 Now I want you to, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to jump out ahead of myself. There were many gathered together. insomuch there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. Now make note of this. He preached the word unto them. He preached the word unto them. They come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born afore. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they'd broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. Well, now you know why they would dare do such a thing, huh? They knew that's Jesus' house. We're getting in there somehow. <laughs> can't you just see him? He, he's, he's he's standing there, and the and the, the roof gets, starts moving around. And can't you see this big old grin on his face? And he's hollering at him while he's come, while they're coming down through the hole. Son, you're cheer up, boy. Your sins are forgiven, you. Amen. Obviously, that's big on his mind. That's a big thing with this man. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. He saw their faith and said, Son, thy sins be forgiven you. Certain of the scribes were sitting there and uh, reasoning in their hearts. for well, this man speak blasphemies and so forth. Now, let's go to the next account which is Luke chapter 5 And from Luke 5:17 He withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. It came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching. Now we know he was preaching. He was teaching. There were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee. This is a big house. They came out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Of course it was. Jesus was there. But it's more than that. See, he's preaching and teaching. So preaching and teaching does what? Faith cometh. Faith cometh. And behold, men men brought in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy, and they sought means to bring him in and and to lay him before him. When they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went up on the housetop and led him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. When he saw their faith, he said unto him, Son, cheer up, man. (laughs) Well, that kind of got all three accounts, didn't it? Son, cheer up, man. (laughs) Thy sins be forgiven thee. The scribes and Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speaketh blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answering said to them, Why reason ye in your heart? Whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Rise, take up, rise up and walk? That you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sin. He said to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, arise, take up your couch, and go into thine house. Now, I used to think this was a hostile crowd, it was not. He was not in their house. They were in his house. They came there to hear him. They didn't come there to argue with him. They didn't come there to try to find some way to trap him in his words. They didn't come there and for some reason to try to kill him. They're in his house and you can see it right here. Now notice this. Immediately he rose up before them, took up that whereupon he lay, and departed to his own house glorifying God. And they were all amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things today. The power of God was there to heal them did any of them get healed? Who said? It doesn't say they didn't get healed. It just said the power of God was there to heal them. We just assumed they didn't get it, because we assumed they were hostile. What do you think happened? This happened to me just this last weekend as I was preaching there, In um, Miami, Florida in uh, uh, Jerry Moore's great church and and I I, I was right in the middle of this, right right at the place where I am right now and and the Lord started talking to me while I'm talking to the people (laughs) and he said to me, he asked me the same thing, he said, did any of them get healed? Well, while I'm talking to them, I said to him, no, he said, who said they didn't? He said, what do you think happened while they started glorifying me? (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, hey, that's worth being here tonight for, you know that? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, let's talk a little bit here about what happened. He said, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. And suddenly they begin to reason. Now, wait a minute. What? See, they're they're religious. Actually, they were not, for the most part now. Well, let 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 me take it out of that setting and put it in ours. Far too many people have been religiously brainwashed instead of biblically taught and assume certain things. You can assume your whole life. Well, it's like this. I've assumed for 51 years that nobody got healed in there. And I assumed wrong. I didn't have a right to assume that. I judged those people and I judged them wrong. I thought they were hostile. Hmm. Yeah. Come find out they were not. Yeah. They were amazed and glorified God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah to Jesus. Thank you Jesus. But they, here is the big, here, here's a major part of the story. They got sidetracked. Their focus See, he was teaching and preaching. Up to then, they're with him. But he said something to that man, and suddenly they got sidetracked. For a few moments there, they missed what was going on. But then he straightened them out and said, Which is easier to say? Your sins be forgiven you? Arise, take up your bed and walk. Now, one thing we can learn and glean from that is it is the same power that forgives, that heals. It's not a forgiving power and a healing power. It is the same power because it's Jesus. It's the same man the same source of that healing. The same we receive from him the power to forgive, the authority to forgive, and, and the, the, the faith to forgive comes from him. Amen. And the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Ghost himself, glory to God. He is in there. And Jesus said in the prayer that he prayed in the 17th chapter of John, this is, oh, this, this is so important. He said, Father, that the love wherewith you have loved me that that same love wherewith you love me, which indicates it's not just a little small piece of it. It's on the same level with him because we're born of him. That that same love wherewith you love me might be in them. And then he, would, then he said something like this: forgiving one another, even as I have forgiven you. Now, forgiveness is not a feeling. When you get into the area of faith, feelings are wonderful things when they're in their place, but they have little to do, little to nothing to do with spiritual forces. Because these are spiritual forces, not physical forces, not mental forces. And these forces cannot be communicated intellectually. Faith is a spiritual, creative force in the spirit. But when we talk about Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, you can't feel it coming. If you're trying to recognize it by the way you feel, you'll miss it 100% of the time. You have to reach out in faith to receive faith. I believe it's coming because the Bible said it's coming, and it's coming. Yeah, but I'm, you know, yeah, and I'm praying for it too. Well, see, you're just wasting your time. If faith came by praying for it, Jesus would have said so somewhere in the New Testament. It's not in the the first covenant. It's not in the second covenant. Why? Because it doesn't. That's why. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. That's the way it comes. Now, when you judge things by feelings, you're going to miss it. well, I just don't feel like he heard me. That's when you better believe he did. Because Satan will mess with your feelings. He'll mess with your feelings. And if you let your feelings talk to you instead of the Bible talking to you, listen, that that book is God speaking to you. Amen? Say it. My Bible is God speaking to me. He is, my very own father, he is my very own father. And I'm his very own child. This is not a feeling relationship. This is a family relationship. This is a family relationship. And you can trust your heavenly father. He said he remembers your sin no more and you can trust him for that. He's not down on you for anything. He's not down on you at all. He's never been down on you. If he got down on you, you've had it, brother. <laughs> but he's not down on anybody. He wasn't down on that madman man of Gadara. The only one he's ever been down on is Satan, and he is hell bound. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I, I, I really want you to grasp it. This is the hardest part, and it's two parts. The hardest part of faith is following Abraham's example, considered not his own body now dead, neither the deadness of the womb of his wife. Listen. She never had been able to have a baby. And now she's too old. But he considered only what God had said. Only, only what God had said. Only, say it, only what God had said. He considered not his feelings. He considered not the medical facts. He didn't even consider it. Well, now you don't get that way overnight. But the scripture said he was fully persuaded, fully persuaded. How do you get fully persuaded? You get full of the word of God. That's how you get fully persuaded. You put that Bible first and put your feelings on the shelf. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, the other, the second part of that that that's so difficult for human beings to do is to come to the place where you are convinced that whatever comes out your mouth is what's coming to pass. And whatever has come out your mouth in the past is what you're living in right now. Brother Copeland, I just don't believe that. Well, not believing it don't change it. (laughs) Amen. Because it's spiritual law. Now there were a lot of people, everybody at one time, that really didn't know what gravity was. And when they began to come up with all kinds of ideas and principles that there were spots on the earth where you could just fall off of it, they really believed that that didn 't make it right. Why it was a law. Somebody had to discover that law of physics. What brought that physical law into existence, spiritual law. God said. Amen. That's what causes it all to happen. And then when you were born again, the scripture says, he has dealt unto every person, every person that's ever accepted him as Lord and Savior, he dealt unto you the measure of faith. Every one of us got the same measure, but it's not in your mind. It's not in your body. It's not in your soul. It is in your spirit. Your soul is the intellectual part of you. Your spirit is you. You are a spirit and you have an intellect and you and your intellect live in that body. And you're a speaking spirit like God. Right. And the reason you can do Mark eleven twenty-three. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. In his heart. In his mind. Now nah, your mind can just go wow. But that doesn't mean you're in doubt. It's in here. Not doubt in his, in his heart, in, the, in your spirit. Peter called it the hidden man of the heart. You can't see me. I can't see you. All I see is your earth suit. Amen. 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 But it, the inner man is the real you. You can do these things because you're a spirit being. And a spirit, God is a spirit, and he is a faith God. You are a spirit, and you are a faith person. Give the Lord praise. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.